It's time for Building the Game, the game. Building the game. with Jason and friends From tabletop, building the game with Jason and friends It's at the end of the episode, that's when it technically ends Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast Today is Monday, December 25th Some people call that Christmas Day And uh, if that's your thing uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Christmas, whatever. But hey, I'm Jason. I'm the one who's always here talking. I am joined today by Nicole Amato for episode 604. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Um, it's going well. Uh, I was thinking that since it's Christmas, what you should have done was actually start the podcast with Last Christmas by Wham to just Wham everybody who's listening to your <laughs> podcast um i was in the car with uh with my partner josh and i was like man i'm so glad that i haven't gotten whammed yet i was like in a target like 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 i'm not kidding man i was hoofing it because i was like oh i'm in danger like i'm in a target i gotta get my stuff and get out of here and josh pulled his phone out and i was like what are you doing josh and he turned his phone on. i was like don't do not wham me while i'm driving my car i will i will I, i was like i was like i was like I was like shrieking, if you've ever heard me shriek. And he I'm, just, I'm confident that I have, yes. <laughs> he just cracked up laughing. He was like, I just wanted to see how you would react. And I was like hyperventilating. I was like, do not wham me. I Super can't mean. go to Wham Holly yet. <laughs> I, uh, so I don't listen to Christmas music unless I'm forced to. Um, and so funny enough, while I was at a uh, my daughter's uh, gymnastics Christmas thing, uh, they played last Christmas so, oh. and like, you're stuck there. Like there's nothing I can do to get away. Like, Oh, well, I guess we're going to listen to this now. So you're like, I guess I've gone, I've been, I've been whammed. Yeah. I've been whammed. You know what song I try and avoid? Um, because I think it's the worst Christmas song ever. That's not true. There's a lot of bad Christmas songs. <laughs> um, is, uh, whatever the name of the stupid John Lennon Christmas song is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So this is Chris, like John Lennon. Listen, I don't want to start a fight or anything. Like the Beatles are cool and all that, but Beatles I'm going to call John Lennon overrated a little bit and say that maybe that Christmas song sucks. It's the worst song ever made. Um, I had an interesting, uh, so uh, as you know, uh, my grandfather's health has been, I mean, my grandfather's in like peak physical health. Like he, you know, over Thanksgiving had to be rushed to the emergency room because he couldn't stand up on his own. And it was mm-hmm. because he had COVID and also needed a pacemaker. Homeboy right, is right. 93 and they gave him a pacemaker. Like everybody I tell that story to, they're like, they operated on your, on a, he's 93. And I'm like, that, yeah. That's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Homeboy is spry as anything. So we got him back to the assisted living facility and in the like area where all the people hang out. I don't know why I just did air quotes on that. I because I didn't say the name of it. It's called the pub. Um, they're <laughs> constantly on the Hallmark Channel. And the other day we're watching it, and it's uh, and I'm like, wow, you know, it's a rich woman gets amnesia on the ski slopes, and then man, cute man who owns an Airbnb, who owns like a bed and breakfast, takes her mm-hmm. in. I yeah, like, I was like, that looks like Lindsay Lohan. And I Googled it and it was Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan did a Hallmark movie. Everybody does Hallmark movies now, Nicole. That's just how it works. Hallmark movies have become cool by being so uncool. They're like hipster movies now, I think. I think that's how that works. They've gone fully around. There's one about um, two people designing board games and getting together. 
I did hear about that. Yeah. I did hear about that. But the funny thing was, I was like, this is the plot of the movie Overboard, but a diluted, like, yeah, Hallmark yeah. version of it. I love that movie. I love that old Kurt My Russell wife movie. is a huge fan of Overboard. Um, I think the most telling thing about Overboard is that they remade it uh, and they gender swapped it. Do you and know why awful. they gender swapped it? Well, no, it may have been awful, but they gender swapped it because the original one is is really creepy if you think about it. So Oh, it's so dated. Yeah, you can't yeah. um you can't uh basically kidnap a woman and have her <laughs> I mean to be clear for children. It was not legal back then either. But yeah. I mean, yeah. times have changed and the laws have gotten more stringent, but I feel like that was still not still not and okay. also like, you know, people have become more aware of of all the reasons that's not cool. Like in the eighties that was like <laughs> funny. Yeah. This is funny. I mean, pretty much every 80s movie that you watch, especially 80s movies made by John Hughes, sadly. Uh, wow. Wow. They have they have a lot of stuff that makes you that makes you be like, mm, mm-hmm. That was not mm. that was not good. Um not good yeah, at I hate all. when I pop in like a like a fave and then I'm like, oh what? Yeah. You have to like because I've still seen a lot of John Hughes movies and, you know, sometimes they're on TV and stuff. And, like, you just have to, like, be like, yeah, this was a different time and this is not kosher, not cool at all. But, um, yeah, yeah, you just have to have that mindset. I think when you watch it, it's important to <laughs> remember that not cool back then, uh, not cool, but acceptable. And that's the that's the difference. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Sorry, I got us way off topic talking about getting whammed and Hallmark movies. Wait, wait, wait. Nicole came on the podcast and got us off topic? Off topic, right out they the gate. You never do that to me every single time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is technically, uh, other than being Christmas, um, which I guess, listeners, you can consider this uh, podcast uh, our gift to you um, because really building the game is a gift every week. 52 gifts a year straight from our hearts to yours. Uh, but this one, especially, um, if you want a Christmas gift, if you don't want a Christmas gift, then just consider this another episode. Um, whatever floats your boat is fine with me. Um, it's another one of your weekly gifts. Yes. It is a weekly non-denominational gift that we are giving to you. Um, but yeah, so really though, here's, let's talk about this. This is technically the last episode of the year. Um, so this episode is um, our year in review. Next episode, um, we're going to have a crazy episode uh, that's going to be the the 2024 preview. So crazy that I'm not even going to be there. What? But um, yeah, so that's that. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So, but this episode, the focus is, of course, uh, the year in review I, I gotta be honest, Nicole, I do not care for these episodes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Looking back at the year, it's like that stupid John Lennon song. Um, so this is the year in review, you know. <laughs> and what have you done? Right, right. That that lyric is very loud. I think that's why I hate that song so much because that lyric is just so loud that I hear it screaming at me every time. Um, and I don't care for it, John Lennon. <sighs> I don't care for it, JL. Stop living rent-free in my head. Pay rent! 
Yeah, right. Pretty much the Beatles and their estates have plenty of money. You can pay rent to live in my head. Um, don't get me wrong. Don't at me, okay? The Beatles were cool. Like, I liked a lot don't of Beatles songs. Don't at me. Don't at me in the comments. We have no comments. I guess don't at me in the Discord. Um, yeah, don't so... Don't at me in the ever. <laughs> don't at me wherever. Um, anyways, uh, so we're going to go through some typical questions, some not typical questions that I'm going to make up on the fly that are going to be super fun. Um, but this first answer is going to, I'm going to answer it first because it's going to take you forever to answer it because, because the list is, is long. Um, so yeah. Uh, the question is which conventions did you attend this year? Um, for me, it was origins, Gen Con, uh, Grand Con and PAX Unplugged. Those are the four that I went to this year. Um, which were almost the same ones I went to last year. Last year I went to Geekway. I considered going to Geekway this year, but the timing just didn't work out. And I think that some of the other people who would have normally went couldn't make it either. So that was kind of like, you know. Um, but anyways, I uh, of those, like, I was at Gen Con the whole time. I was only at Grand Con for one day, uh, which was a bummer because I really like going to Grand Con. Pax yeah, Unplugged, I was at the whole time except for Sunday. And then um, Origins, I don't remember how long. I was at Origins, I think, the whole time. Um, and uh, I don't know what my favorite was. Pax Unplugged was pretty great. It's recent in my mind, but it was pretty great. I liked seeing everybody. So uh, how about you? Pax Unplugged is, Pax Unplugged is slamming. So uh, do you remember all the conventions you went to? Like all 70 uh, of them? Looking, I was just looking in my... <laughs> In my calendar app to see um, which ones I went to. Uh, so I went to PAX East. Um, uh, do you want the small ones too, or just the big? Just the big. Oh, days? you you tell me everywhere you went. All right, I went. To, I went to. I went to PAX East. I went to the Gathering of Trash, which is Matt Fantastic's annual birthday party, which is a great great time. Uh, I went to, uh, I was supposed to go to Gamma and then got COVID right before Gamma. So missed my last chance to go to Gamma in Reno. Uh, I went to, um, Austin for the Kickstarter retreat. I went to Japan for Tokyo Game Market. Uh, Tokyo Game Market was delightful. (laughs) Um, I went to Origins which was my first time going back to Origins in a very long time. I had not been back to Origins in, I can't even, I can't even remember. Um, I went to Gen Con. Uh, let's see what else I did. I went to PAX West for the first time since 2018. Oh, wow. That was right before, yeah, that was right before... The pandemic was the last time. Um, I went to NotCon, Chris and Heather O'Neill's uh, yearly event that is so much fun. I went to my very first Essen mm-hmm. and flew right from there to San Diego for another um, Kickstarter thing. Um, and in the between, they lost my luggage. Always delightful. Uh, went to Metatopia, which came back for the first time. After a long time, I went to another fun little event called Trash Fest, um, which was a blast. And then I went to 
PAX Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that was the last one. I also did a bunch of cool online things. I don't, I don't know all of those off the top of my head, but I did... Uh, I did a panel at uh, Launch Boom's crowdfunded summit. Um, I did um, a panel at PotionCon, which was the um, Cardboard Alchemy's um, new online event that they did right before they launched Critter Kitchen. Um, and I, I was on a couple other online things I, that I can't remember. I think I did a proto spiel. I can't remember if that was this year or last year that I did a proto spiel and did their cool um, coffee talk, which was so fun. I had I had such a good time. Can you hear my cat? I can hear your cat a little bit. I was like, where is that? What is I'll, that I'll noise? Let her in. I'll let her in. <laughs> I'll let her in. Listeners are just going to let the cat right in. Hi, baby. Do you want to come in? Do you want to come in? No, you just cannot abide a closed door. Yeah, cats and closed doors are not compatible she's a big old fat baby oh my gosh we've got an awesome cat here with us now she's it's gonna definitely spice up the podcast that cat is huge she's gigantic she's eight months nine months nine she's nine months wow You're nine months baby girl <laughs> she um she you know we have like the like it's like a stick and like a crinkly string that you play with cats, you know, and mm-hmm. she just takes them and runs all over the house with them. So she like grabs them by the string part and then runs up the stairs. And it's just a, it's like an insane amount of noise. And you're like, oh my I God, is, is, a, is, a, is a puppet falling down the steps. But when I woke up this morning, she had brought one of them up into the bedroom for me. She was like, Here I love that for you. I killed Hello. this I've brought you something to do. Now pay attention to me. Now wake up. Oh my God. In the morning, it's like she's never been fed, never been pet, never had any interaction at all. No one's ever loved you. Um, so you went to like eight bajillion cons. Um, what was your, do you, do you have a favorite con you went to? Um, I think I had different favorites for different reasons. Um, it was very nice to be back at PAX West. And mm-hmm. I met some of the raddest creators that I've ever met there. Um, I met this guy, Andy, who has a site called Dodeca Donuts. And he makes these fancy wooden donuts that are dice holders. They're like, he hand makes them out of different woods. They're beautiful. He's got one that looks like, you know, the famous Homer Simpson donut. Mm-hmm. Um, they're magnetized. They're they're utterly just beautiful, if, especially if you're a dice goblin like me. Mm-hmm. Um, Pax Unplugged is always such a great way to just end the year, like seeing everybody. It really and, is, yeah. Um, but 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 Tokyo Game Market was so unique. I, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before, but it was a little bit. But yeah, no, tell us about it because it's um yeah, it's pretty cool. It's in this really cool convention center, and there's like four rooms, and each of the rooms has like the larger companies have booths that ring the outside of each room. And then the middle of the room is just a million tables set up and Mm -hmm. everybody comes in on Saturday morning and sets up and they've got these poles so that you can have like, you know, that traditional Japanese verticality, right? Like everybody has like Mm -hmm. signs that they put on those poles, but they're not, they're not like, you know, I mean, you go to a show in America and if it was set up like that, people would be like blocking the aisles and, 
making it so that you couldn't see other people's stuff, but like they're very aware of sp- like the space that they're occupying. And then everybody breaks down Saturday at the end and then sets back up again on Sunday morning. So you have like some people who were there both days, some people who were there only Saturday, some people who were there only Sunday. And it's a lot of creators who are just, I'm going to print 500 copies of this, sell it to Tokyo Game Market, and then never sell it again, ever. I love that so much. I brought an extra luggage because I was like, I'm going to buy. I do remember you saying that. I've also heard so many other people say that, that they're like, you just bring extra luggage and then you just fill that bad boy up. Yeah. And and like one of the cool things is I think they're getting so used to having um, English speakers at the market that if you buy something and they clock that you're an English speaker, they'll ask for your email address and then send you the English rules so that you have. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and a great service to provide <laughs> for people. Absolutely. I love that. Um, it was the first time in my life that I was assigned a translator to have meetings, which I thought was just so rad. Like mm-hmm. we had, we had some very wonderful translators who, I mean, I love watching them work. I love watching them like, you know, I love watching the words go in and then come out different. And I'm just like, wow, how are you so good at this and so fast at this? Yeah. Right. I mean, like we have a hard enough time speaking one sometimes two languages and then people can just be like, boom, like I can follow this conversation. Like I have trouble following most conversations. Right. So like. Especially if there's like other noise happening. Like if I'm in a room with, with, with like, if I'm at like a party, don't worry. I can perfectly hear the conversation next to us. However, whatever you're saying. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you hear her purring. She's insane. A little bit, a little bit. That is, that is okay. Um, um, all right. Let me pull up this next question here. I hope I, I hope I answered your. <clears throat> you did. You did. So question you went to, so, so for everyone, like who doesn't know you work at Kickstarter, obviously you mentioned some Kickstarter stuff. You went to a lot of stuff for Kickstarter yeah. specifically because they were sending you to stuff. Yeah. And almost all of those events were, I mean, yeah, every one of those events I had like tons of meetings. When I was at PAX Unplugged, I had 20 meetings. When I was at SNI, 30 meetings. Like, you know, I, I, I break it down afterwards wow. and, look at it and like, you know, log my conversations with creators and like just an unbelievable number of, uh, at SN, I was like, and that was my first SN. Mm-hmm. And I was just so I was wiped out by the end of that. I was so tired. I remember the last day I like took a little snooze on our couch while they were breaking down until they were literally <laughs> breaking down the room that we had the couch in. Cause I was like, I need a tiny, tiny nap. Like, I'm sorry, but I am friggin' tired. Yeah. I need a nap before we go get dinner. That is sure to be a lot of bread. And <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, so these next couple are specific questions about game design stuff. And I don't know if these are, um, yeah, I don't know. You, did you, you didn't have any games released this year, did you? Did not have any games released this year, but did get some news about one and have been working on some others. Excellent. Excellent. Um, 
I had one game come out this year, um, which was No Context um, that I did with Banana Chan. Yeah, so that came out, um, and it looks great. It was exciting to see it come out and get released into the wild, and uh, feedback from people who've played it has been uh, has been really, really solid. Um, and so that we did a signing good. at Gen Con, right? We did do a signing at a little sales thing at Gen Con, and we sold several so copies cool. and signed several copies, and uh, yeah, that felt uh, that felt pretty good. So, um, yeah, that was, that's what we got. Uh, the next question being, did you sign any games this year? Um, I did not. I also did not. Um, I pitched a heck of a lot. Yeah, I pitched a couple. Um, but my game that I, that Anthony and I signed with Kurt is going to be coming out soon, which is exciting. Nice. That is exciting. Yeah. I got to play his latest iteration of it and um, gosh, it was a great moment. You know, we were at Minitopia and I played it and I was just like, Oh God, Anthony would love these changes. And I thought we were both <laughs> going to cry. Cause I, you That's know, we're fantastic. just both like, we're just both like so excited, you know, Kurt and I were both mm-hmm. so excited to have, so let's have other people play this game. That was like, yeah. Yeah. One of Anthony's favorites. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. I, I saw some pictures of it. You had showed, um, and it looks so good. And I, I mean, I remember both of you talking about that game forever ago. So, um, I'm really, really excited for that to come out. So that's, that's awesome. Um, what about, um, so this, this, this is funny. Cause you are like uniquely, um, like positioned to have an opinion on this, but I bet you're going to have the worst opinion because you're really going to be bad at choosing. Did you have a favorite Kickstarter this year? Ooh, you know, lots of people ask me that. Um, yeah, I bet, I bet they do. Um, I really liked, uh, which I'm pretty sure was this year, uh, the townsfolk tussle, uh expansions and reprint i don't know if you saw that game it looks like um it looks like cuphead like the art is like cuphead um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god it's beautiful um there was another one uh there were so there were there were (laughs) there were quite a few that i really loved this year uh and, and it's hard too because it's like i see so many and i just want to back them all you know and like Mm -hmm. I have to stop myself from backing them. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw Kelp. I did see Kelp. It's, it was excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, Nujum, N-U-J-U-M. This is a gorgeous two-player game that one of my creators made, and he made it to make a chill game that he could play with his mom, which is, like, mm-hmm. the most precious. Um there's a game called Defenders of the Wild that I really loved. Um, and a, a beautiful video game called Ink Inside that I yes. just adored. Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. Um, there's a, a creator. Her name is Crystal Banner, and she goes by the moniker Kaleidodope. <laughs> and she just makes the coolest. She made a... Um, she made a Terror, it's it's swatches of chakra deck and it's a chakra deck that all looks like uh paint swatches oh that's cool she is like god she's just so cool like her uh 
and and this isn't even to say like you know I'm just I'm just looking through my backed campaigns. This isn't even the ones that I miss. You know what I mean? Right, uh, right, I, right. I unfortunately now that I see um, a lot more role playing games, I good God, I, I've backed so many mothership campaigns that I'll never in my life have the time to play them all. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like the people who make mothership mods um have like i don't know if they all talk to each other or if it's an unspoken agreement but so many of them also make embroidered patches as part of their kickstarter and so i'm like well now i have to back this because i need all of the patches (laughs) and i'm gonna have like a vest that is just like every made-up mothership corporation in existence right i love that so I'm looking back at my backed pledges here. Uh, I've backed 130 projects. That's way yeah. lower than I thought it was. I know you're probably at like 500. That's um, still a lot. It is a lot, yeah. I mean, that's over a lot of years, right? Um, yeah. But I don't actually know. Like, it doesn't actually say when they ended. So, way to go, Kickstarter. That's not stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways... Uh, I can't tell when the Kickstarter actually ended. You have to look at your, if you look in your backed, you can see when you got charged. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of, um, it's very deep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, um, well now I've completely jacked up the order. Um, so I have no idea what's just happened. I'm going to refresh it and see if this fixes it. I'm Um, so sorry. But anyways, so the, there, I'm going to just note some ones that I was – oh, wait, this fixed it. Okay, that I was pretty excited about this year. Um, Marvel United uh, Multiverse was out, and I, um, I'm a big Ooh. fan of Marvel United. Um, this was their third campaign. Um, I don't even want to explain how much money I spent on it. Um, <laughs> it was a lot, um, and this is the third one. So, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable to say well over $1,000 into this game with sure. all of the versions of it. Cause this is the third version. My family enjoys playing it. We don't play it nearly enough. Um, but, um, I am 100% confident that I could sell those bad boys on eBay for all the money back. Oh, I wanted to. My God. And, and so, then yeah. So, um, uh, so that's, that's good. Um, full <laughs> suddenly sounded like Kevin from the office. That's good. That's I'm good. a good Shelly. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so, uh, but, let me throw out a couple others that I was really excited to be able to back. Um, Diatoms uh, by Sabrina Solba. Um, I just played that at PAX Unplugged. She is so brilliant. She yeah, is so yeah. brilliant and cool. She is so yeah. cool. Ugh. She still is, She sure is. And I, I said this to her at PAX, and she's going to be so annoyed that I said this on the show. I'm sorry, Sabrina. Um, but, like, I've interviewed so many people. Um like over the years and she is so like for a first time publisher, she has her stuff together like better than anyone I've ever seen. It was funny. Cause I said that and Matthew Hawker was standing there and he's like, Hey, that was like present company included buddy. Like uh, Matthew's published several games, but like um, you would not know if she didn't tell you that this was her first go around at this. Sabrina oh my God. really knows what's up. And uh, absolutely not. It is yeah. her every, she did everything like, right. Like right. even when right. she, like when I met with her to talk about her Kickstarter, I was like, like you're killing it. Like, right. Well, that's like when I had her on the show, like to talk about the Kickstarter, 
when it was when it was had just started and i'm asking and then and then she came on too to talk about production stuff right um and then we're going to have her back on when the when the games are delivered um cuz it's just it's a fun campaign to follow you know for first timer especially um and i feel dumb asking the questions so i'm like well but I mean, like, what about like this? This must be really challenging. She's like, oh, no, we, you know, I did blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, I feel so stupid. <laughs> like, I don't know anything about this stuff. I've I've done so many of these interviews uh, and uh, and uh, for years. And you know so much about this. And I just, I loved it. It was great. Um, but- I mean, you know what also, though, Slingerland? It's that, like, you know, the the other the other complicated thing about making board games, if you're if you're doing it all yourself is that even, even doing it yourself has changed so much over the course of the last decade. And so like, you know, talking to somebody who's doing it now is a completely different world than talking to somebody who did it themselves Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. There's so many more things to think about. And, and I mean, look at how cool her board is like 10 years ago, making a board like that with all the insets, like, like Mm -hmm. that would have been a challenge even for some of the bigger companies that would have been a challenge. And now it's like, they have had they have had to adapt mm-hmm. and as a result our games have just been able to get cooler and cooler and people like mm-hmm. Sabrina can just do the raddest like yeah. off the wall stuff like ugh. right I, right I'm in awe I'm in awe of her and what she's done I teased around the episode because I was like you know when you think about first games you might do this is not the first game most people would decide to do Sabrina <laughs> this is complicated Absolutely. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but I went through out some other ones that I was excited about. Kirsten Lund um, did Ovation. Uh, she's also from our Discord and is awesome. She did that one from New Zealand, which was just like, and then the research and everything that she put into that was so amazing. Uh, I'm I can't I I backed it um, immediately because it's it's going to be a game that my wife is going to absolutely just adore um, because she's really into classical music and you're like composing and stuff. I'm like, this is perfect. She's um, another one that I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, you're you're one of my new faves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I do want to say, though, my favorite, and I'm going to throw this one out there. I believe it was this year, um, was Color My Quest Dungeon Run Adventures. <laughs> um, and the reason, the reason it was my favorite is because um, my kids and I wrote a module for it. Um, Amazing. And so that was, that's really cool. And uh, we actually got to buy from them this year the original Color My Quest book. Um, which had a monster in it that my son uh, came up with, and then he drew it, and then they had their artist redraw it. But like, I mean, honestly, what the artist redrew was was his thing. They just you know made it look more professional because he's eleven. Yeah, right. Um, but I mean, he was like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is what I drew," and I was like, "It sure is, bud." It's the uh, evil slimentist, uh, which is a slime scientist. Um, and then, um, Laurel's doctor, right, right, right. He didn't go to, he didn't get his PhD so that you could call him. (laughs) Right, right. Mr. Uh, but anyways, um, and then Laurel, uh, got to include a pet in there and she included her little dog, Ruff Ruff, which is like her favorite stuffed dog ever. Um, so that was exciting. We got to buy that when we were at Gen Con actually, um, at a store down there. And then in addition to that, you know, knowing that we got to write this other one, I mean, they like got a paid writing gig, like in there, you know, at that point we're, I guess Josiah was still 11, but still 11 and nine. That's a, that's a pretty good time to get a writing gig with your dad. You're going to hate this sentence, but you're a pretty cool dad. (laughs) I tried. Like I did have somebody say like, your family does the coolest stuff together. It's like, 
We try. We try. So step one, uh, if you're looking for dad advice, just don't grow up um, other than trying to be like responsible and a good parent. But other than that, just be goofy and kids really enjoy that. So I love it. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple others I'd love to. Also oh yeah. Mention. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't trying to like cut you off there. Absolutely not. I'm looking at my saved list, which is oh, you're going through that still. <laughs> 3,800 games strong. Um, there's a great one called Warren Wanderers, which is a game that you play with enamel pins on your lanyard while you're waiting in line at conventions. Um, that feels right up your alley. Uh, a gorgeous game called Fables End that um, the guy who made that game, his booth setup is like on another level. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything as beautiful as that. Um, there was a, an incredible video game that just ended called Mariachi Legends um, that I just recommend watching the trailer. Uh, my friend mm-hmm. Patrick finally put Expectalese on Kickstarter and that one was successful. That is about... Um, Waiting for the Subway, uh, which is a little too real sometimes. Um, uh, the uh, Kids Table Board Gaming uh, came out with that game, Wasabi. Yeah, which yeah. Was, which was very recent. They I always did, I didn't, good... They do. I did not get that one because I have the original still. And, well, there's a bunch of differences, and it was very tempting. I have the original one that Josh designed, and I loved that game a long time ago. And then... One time was talking to Helena and she's like, well, you know, Wasabi, Josh, it was like, what? Like Josh did that? <laughs> so it was, that was, that was really exciting when I figured that out. Cause that was just like a random game I bought at one point. Like, oh, this looks fun. Wasabi. That sounds cool. Um, some also not game related. If you know who Simone Gertz is, she makes mm-hmm. those crazy machines and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. talk about she made that like the shampooing machine that just slapped her in the head in the shower. Yes, um, yes. I didn't know she did she a recently, Kickstarter. She recently had a Kickstarter called Coat Hangers, foldable coat hangers, and it's for people who live in small apartments. It's a hanger, and you hang your clothes on it, and then the hanger folds, and then you put it on your. It's it's wild. It's wild. Just look up coat hangers, uh, and you will be like, this woman is brilliant. I I have such a, a crush on her. Um, there's a great game on Kickstarter right now called. Were you like, were you like, I'm gonna have to help you. Do you need some help? Like, because I can help you. Oh, you I begged the design and tech team because they were like, we just had a meeting with her, and I was like, can I please be on your next meeting so I can just scream? Um, That's not. That is literally not how you sell it, though. Like, it's just, it's just not. I'm not good at selling. I'm not. You've met me. I know, but just uh, to be like, hey, I just, you know, like maybe there's a game there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> let's talk about that. And really, you're like, I just want to scream at her because I'm so excited. Um, there's an awesome video game on Kickstarter right now called Stormgate that had a that had a pre uh, their like trailer on at the video game awards. I was like screaming while watching the video game awards. Um, the incredible uh, Bez Shariari, sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, Bez, uh, has um, hashtag drawn together a game. Mm-hmm. Back that instantly, right yes. And that's yeah, an instant get. Right you back it and then you just get it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. She is amazing. She's I love so Bez. cool. She's actually going to be on uh, in a couple episodes. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Tell her I said hello. And we'll then Freak has another Simon. I will not get his name right. Stalin Hog. Stealing Hogs. Uh, it's the Electric State role-playing game. Um, I think it's the same guy who did that uh, Tales from the Loop. Um, okay. 
uh, I think, I think, I think, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Electrostate RPG featuring art by Simon Seller, originally made for the art book project but never published before, is written by Nils Hintz, Tales from the Loop RPG. I think it's the same guy who did the art, the Tales from the Loop art uh, also. It's just, it just looks wild. It just looks yeah. absolutely bonkers wild. Like, ugh, ugh. I wish I had the money to back every single. Mm-hmm. I get you. Sorry, that was, I'm sure I spent way too much time on that. That is a okay. When I have you on, and we're going to bring up Kickstarter, I know that you're gonna you're gonna jump on in. So, so all right, all right. So here's a question for you. Right, this is completely unrelated. Actually, this could be related to Kickstarter. I'm sure you'll find a way to make it related to Kickstarter. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. What are some notable successes you had this year? Like things that pop out to you. Game design wise, um, uh. Can I get can I get serious? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, if I've that's had a okay really with hard you. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a really hard time getting it back into game design since since Anthony passed away. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this year, I have started to dip my toe into RPG design, which has been a completely different muscle to flex, but still very fun. Um, and uh, being back at Metatopia which was Anthony's favorite event was very challenging and mm-hmm. I killed it. I played a bunch of play tests. I gave a lot of great feedback. I, you know, I played Boom Patrol with Kurt and just mm-hmm. was really able to see like all the ways that I thought that like, you know, all the things I thought Anthony would love and all the ways that I'm just like, man, I am like so proud of us for, for, getting this one out there. You know I mean? and, and like it all came mm-hmm. full circle because the first time we showed it to Kurt was at Metatopia. Right. So it felt like a nice loop to close. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think just getting back into, getting back into a brain space where I can even think about game design feels like a huge step for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's great to hear. And that's, that's a big deal. I mean, that is, that's a lot. Right. I mean, you've dealt with a lot over this and it's ongoing, obviously. Um, And uh, the fact that um, you feel like you can move forward in any way is so positive. So thank you. I'm always proud of you. And how awesome you are. Now I'm going to (laughs) cry. How dare you? (laughs) Sorry. Well, I'll, um, I'll follow that and uh, I'll get serious as well. So this was not like, so I pitched a ton of games this year. Um, I didn't sign anything. I've got some good interest in several things, you know, um, and, uh, but I, I had to put a lot of game stuff on the back seat to do this college thing. And, um, you know, that, um, that was hard because, uh, you know, a, I, I, don't want to go to college. I mean, I want to go to college because I want to get this degree and I'm very excited you know, that I'm going to come out and be a therapist and that's going to be super cool. And, um, but like, it was hard to say, like, these are all the goals. These are all the things I've been working on and, and to set a bunch of goals and then to have to say, nope, you're going to have to wait. Like, sorry. Um, so, so yeah, but you know what? I, I finished my first semester so far. I know that I, um, passed two of my three classes. Uh, I'm confident I passed all three. 
and I did really good in the first two. Like I was like very, very good. Um, and so hopefully the third one is no, uh, <laughs> no exception. Uh, and, you know, I'm taking four classes next semester starting in January and it's just, uh, yeah, it's a big thing. And, uh, and I'm doing it and I'm doing pretty good at it. And, uh, Heck yeah. and that feels good because I, yeah, I just, um, I was so nervous going back in and, uh, yeah. So it's, it's exciting to actually feel like I'm doing well. Um, I'm not the oldest person in every class. I'm only the oldest person in most classes. Most of the people in my classes are in their early twenties, having just graduated, um, with their bachelors now getting their masters. And I have to say, like, I am so impressed by all of them because like when I first graduated with my bachelors, I was in no way prepared to get a master's like hard. I didn't even know that I was prepared to get a bachelor's, but I, I did, I completed it. So, you know, that's cool. <laughs> but, uh, it's my turn to say, I'm proud of you, Jason. Oh, thank you. It's hard to put the, it's hard. I mean, you have multiple passions and it's hard to prioritize those and you're doing uh-huh. it and you're killing it. You're killing it. And I'm so proud of you. You're going to be such Thanks. an amazing therapist. Thanks. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I at least don't suck at it. That That's my, uh, if any indication from my classes and stuff, I'm, I will probably not suck at it. I don't know that I'll be great at it, but I will definitely not suck at it. I feel pretty but good. Hey, you'll that. love it. <laughs> I will. I will. We get to do like these mini therapy sessions in our classes um, where we like record with a partner and like, I look forward to doing those um, and, so and participating in them too. It's like, it's great. Cause we're not allowed to talk about like, like super real stuff. Like we're, we have to talk about real stuff, but we're not allowed to talk about like, traumatic stuff because they don't want us like messing each other up um because we're not professionals yet uh but it's fun because like i basically told my therapist i'm like i just bring my fake therapist uh all these like little topics that i want to talk about that i don't want to waste our session time with and i'm like it's amazing it's so great this. i love i love this life hack <laughs> it's more like, therapy, wow. go to therapy school yeah and it's funny because the the two women that I work with for my group, like there's like three of us together that trade off doing um, counseling. Um, we're, we all feel this. We're like, oh man, I'm looking forward to this tonight. Like I got some good stuff for you to talk about. <laughs> like so, it's that's it's adorable. Funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's that. Um, do you have a favorite new game you played this year? It doesn't have to be new 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 it could just be new to you new sure that is a great question um i really liked um i played that uh game tiger and dragon by oink game. Mm-hmm. oh it's an oink game really, really fun yeah, you are game. the biggest fan of oink <laughs> games um i really love chicken which i think came, did that come out this year or last year that was a that was a kickstarter by Keymaster. Um, i don't remember actually I played that game Nujum that I that I told you about that was on uh, that was on Kickstarter and gosh that game is so lovely. Um, Splendor Duel, which I also am not sure when that came out. I think. Oh, I'll have to check that out. My wife and I love Splendor. You are gonna love Splendor Duel. Splendor Duel is um, it's it's meteor. Um, M-E-A-T-I-E-R, not M-E-T-E-O-R. It's not going to strike the earth and destroy it. Um, 
it is uh i can't believe you didn't laugh at that that was that joke just it did it did i'm sorry is that was that good that was a fake laugh um no splendor duel is great um a lot more interactivity a lot more choices you know splendor sometimes just feels like you know how do i optimize this you know what i mean um right right yeah that that is oh, still why uh, I super suggest everyone plays Marvel Splendor instead of regular Splendor, because a lot of those problems with Splendor where it's like, how do I optimize this? Oh, I can block this person. Oh, I can min max that. You can't do any right. of that in Marvel Splendor. It's it, because the requirements were changed specifically to make you not be able to do that. And I love it. <laughs> also, there's a bunch of fun um, Marvel art on it, which you know I'm a fan of. So, <laughs> um, Snakes of Wrath is uh, another Kickstarter game that I just absolutely adore. And uh, this year, it's not a new game. It's not a new game in existence, but it's a new game to me. And that is Crokinole. Oh, wow. That is not a new game, no. Yeah, I never played Crokinole until this year. And now it it is the joy of my life. (laughs) <laughs> That's awesome. I love it so much. I can't wait to get my board game room set up so I can uh so I can get a crokinole board. That's cool. She called Jason Katarski. <gasps> Is he pretty, pretty sure he has one hung on the wall. What were you gonna say? I just I just gasped and my kitten was sleeping and took, she she jumped. I'm oh. so sorry, Nikki. I made that gasping noise and she just completely twitched. I'm sorry, baby. Maybe she just doesn't like Jason Gitarski. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I think my new uh, – so I just played last uh, – a couple days ago for the first time, actually. So Cutting It Close was uh, Point City. Um, my wife and I are a big fan of Point Salad. Uh, we saw Point City at the game store, and we was like, I want to get this um, because it's like – it's point, it's, you know, it's, it's supposed to be Point Salad, but just a little bit meatier. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, – <laughs> The idea being that uh, um, you're building a city, which I'm always a fan of. Um, And let me tell you what, it's Splendor um, with a twist. Like it is, it's pretty much, you feel like you're playing Splendor. Like I was like, as I started explaining the rules, I'm like, so this is Splendor, um, but it's city Splendor. Um, Because I mean, you're basically drafting energy and then using that energy to build uh, things in your city, which give you permanent energy. Um, there, there are enough differences to where it is not Splendor, but like, if you like Splendor, you would like Point City is my, um, right. would be my thing. Um, and then the other two favorite new games I played this year were unpublished games. Uh, Ooh. and I'm going to apologize in advance for how much I'm about to embarrass this person. Um, but easily my two favorite games I played this year that were prototypes were, um, Roommates and Tears of Joy, both by David Masnato. Um, let me tell you, David Masnato, that dude can design a game. Uh, like, so Roommates is, uh, Roommates is one of my favorite games I've played in probably the last three or so years. And that includes published games. Um, it's so good. Uh, and then Tears of Joy is this game about making cakes because you're tears of cake, you know, tiered cakes. Oh. So it's tears of joy, which first of all, 100 oh. points for the name right there, right? Um, 
but then you're like the way you draft things and then it's got this like between two cities mechanic where you're like like building cakes for each person and like it's just it's just really good so those two are i i i I want so badly those to get out there and published i mean i guess for david but mostly just so that i can play them with my family all the time Um, of course of course of course so those are two of my absolute favorites this year that i got to try um yeah 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 that's um so those are those are mine so uh let's uh let's make it let's make it less fun now um so on the flip side of you i did play i did play diatoms of hacks unplugged and that that would probably be on my list uh but i have not managed to get to play it yet so i was gonna play it at pax unplugged and then the timing just didn't work out unfortunately it's so good it's so good. So, yeah it looks so good um yeah so um i uh this next one is where did you struggle the most and uh and i'll go first on this one um so I set a lot of goals at the beginning of the year. I knew I was going to go back to college, but I knew I had some time before then. Um, and then I just had a really hard time getting the game stuff done that I wanted to get done. And um, and I'm still super struggling with that, trying to get stuff done, um, even when I do have the time. And, uh, and that's really frustrating for me because, like, I have these games that I want to work on. And I'm just struggling to get good traction on them. Sure. And, uh, and that's hard because like they're games that I can self publish. They're games that I don't have to worry about finding a publisher for, um, which is great. Cause right now that has just been a whole debacle this year. You know, things have tightened up for sure. Um, in the industry, um, with, you know, so many publishers are booked out for two to three years. It's crazy. Um, it's like, absolutely wild. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, you're talking to publishers and they're like, well, 2027 is when this would hit the, you know, hit the market. And it's like, oh my gosh, like 2027, that's three years away. Like, that's what you used to hear from like the huge companies. And you're hearing that now from like so many companies um, of all sizes. So, so that's crazy. Um, But so anyways, I just, that's been, that's been a real bummer for me because I really, I want to get more of the stuff done. And I'm just, I'm just having a hard time doing it, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think my, uh, I think mine is, uh, sorry for how like formal and corporate this is, but, um, I think mine is definitely work-life balance. Mm -hmm. Um, I, um, you know, work has been pretty intense and, uh, going to events can be pretty intense. Right. Um, and I have so many days off that I'm going to lose that I'm taking off the entire month of December, but I still have a lot of work to do that is like time sensitive because it's the end right. of the year. Right. So, you know, I'm trying to balance, um, getting that work done with accepting the fact that I do need a work-life balance and I do need to have time to relax. And I also have, you know, game design deadlines and I have, um, I've taken on some editing jobs that Mm -hmm. uh, I Mm -hmm. do. I also do freelance editing for, um, novelists. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that I got sort of thrown a loop because I think I told, I, I, as I mentioned last week, I, 
spend the week helping out my grandfather who's in, he was right. in the facility and then right. he was in living, but we still own his house. So I was staying at his house, but because nobody lives there, there's no internet there. Oh no. Yeah. So, um, getting work done there can be challenging. And, you know, I brought my laptop with me thinking maybe I could get work on the rehab or maybe I could get work on the assisted living facility. But when he was in the rehab, he was miserable and was like, you know, wanted comfort and, uh, attention, which I'm happy to give him. He is a delight. Even when he's cranky, he's a delight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the assisted living facility also, you know, he was very much like, uh, he was so thrilled to be in a situation where like, cause you know, when he was in the rehab facility, it was everything's in the same room. And then I brought him back to the assisted living place. And he was like, um, I was like, are you ready for lunch? And he was like, can we go out? And I was like, do you want me to take you to your favorite diner? And he was like, no, no, no. Can I go to the dining room? And I was like, oh, buddy, of course you can go to the dining room. Like, he just wanted to not be in one room, you know? Right. Uh, But yeah, I I think the challenge has just been, um, for me, uh, I tend to be a person who... In the past, when I've dated someone, my life sort of became whatever they wanted. And I have tried to mm, make strides mm-hmm. over the last few years to, you know, even before Anthony passed away, um, I was making strides on, like, how can I be my own person? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I, I've i worked really hard on that. And I think that I've, you know, I, I, I bought a house this year, which was huge. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, it's hard because it's like, what do I want to do tonight? Do I want to unpack my board game room or do I want to, you know, do anything else? Do anything else? Yeah. Um, also, can I tell a quick, funny anecdote about my grandfather before we move on to the next? Yes, you can. I love hearing about Gramps. He's uh, so awesome. I, went, I, you know, he, he got into the facility on Wednesday and then I came back on Thursday and we went down to get him some food. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he's got some slight dementia. I wouldn't say that he's senile or has dementia, but his short-term memory has definitely been suffering. He can remember stuff about his teenage years, but he cannot remember the day of, right? Right, right. Also, he is the Bella the ball. The ladies there all love him. So we go down to the dining room and he sits down at a table and this woman is like, oh, are you sitting with me, Bill? Bill, you look amazing. Bill, do you remember my name? And he was like, Lori. And she was like, oh, he remembered my name. And I was like, this feels like high school, right? <clears throat> so he eats an entire bowl of soup. And then he takes two bites out of his sandwich. And he turns to me and he says, you know, this would probably be easier if I had my teeth in. And I gasped so loud. I was like, Grandpa, Pop, where are your teeth? And he's like, oh, they're in my room in my, in my cup, you know? So I like truck back to his room. They're not in the cup. They're not in his spare cup. They're not in anything in his bathroom. They're not next to his bed. They're not in the fridge. Don't know why I checked the fridge next. Hey, listen, you got to check all the places. <laughs> I go down to the nurse's station. I'm like, you all know Bill Merkel. And they all call him Uncle Bill. They're like, Uncle Bill. And I'm like, <laughs> you, does he misplace his teeth a lot? And they were like, what? What do you mean? So like one of them goes down there to check his room. He's coming down the hallway. Where's my teeth? They're like, maybe they're in his walker. We check his walker. His walker is just full of candy. I'm like, you have diabetes. Who's giving you this candy? And um, one of the aides finally found his teeth under his pillow. And the head nurse was like, Uncle Bill, you trying to, are you trying to sell your teeth to the tooth fairy? What is this? Absolutely just losing it. Uh, 
Oh I love to make a game that's just called Where's My Teeth because I have so many stories about family members and loved ones. Uh, there's another story. We used to live next to a mummer, if you know what a mummer is. And he No, was... what's a mummer? Oh, man. I'm just going to let you Google that. Mummer, mummer, Philadelphia. And he was just a wild man. And we all went to the board. We all went to the beach. We would go on, like, family vacations together. And he was going down the boardwalk with my mom. Oh, they... okay. That's a, that's that's a big a thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, they they had visited like twenty stores each time. And he goes, Donna, where's my teeth? And she was like, What do you mean, where where are your teeth? She had to go back into every store and ask them if they found teeth. And finally, somebody was like, uh, Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine being like a teenager working part time at a store on the boardwalk and you find teeth and you're like, Well, this is a new low. Why did he take them out in the store? Why? Why? Why did he take them out in the store? Why did he take them out full stop? Why did he take them out when not in his bathroom, dropping a little bit of the effervescent bubbly stuff into a little into a little assigned container for for your teeth? Why? Why? Like at wow. one point he's just like, you know what I should do right now? Probably take my teeth out. Just gonna set them over there. Just gonna- just going to pop out the old chompers and put them down in this tchotchke store. This is probably a smart idea. Just, just <laughs> pop these choppers right out and see what's up. Yeah, that is that is weird. Old people, kind of odd sometimes. What y'all doing? So, um, so um, yeah. So that's, uh, I think we've got one last little, little question here. And um, I don't even know what I would answer this with, but... Uh, this is one I've asked before, and um, it was, uh, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning of the year if you could go back now? And it's funny because last year, my advice was do less to do more. And I 100% did 50% of that, So, which was do less. Um, <laughs> I, I do – I mean, I did do more. I mean, I when I look at the number of papers I – I mean, I probably wrote over 100 pages of papers uh, since, you know, uh, September, which is is a lot of pages – because before yeah. that, I wrote zero pages of papers in 20 years. So that, that is the um, yeah. Um, but you know, I um, I I don't know. I think I would just tell myself to just like just like when I filled out my thing for the for the New Year episode, I was like, oh, here's the stuff I'm going to do, and I'm going to check back in on this to make sure I'm on track. And I I didn't stay on track and. I think I would just tell myself to like, give yourself a break this year, man. Like it's, you got a lot going on and um, like, just be okay with that. Like you don't have to do everything. I, this is something that actually is funny because I was talking to my fake therapist um, in one of our fake sessions. And I was like, you know, I just feel like I don't do enough. And she's like, I don't know you super well. She's like, but you're like going to grad school, you design games, you host this podcast, you go to these conventions, you have two kids. She's listing all these things. She's like, Jason, that's a lot You're of a stuff. Great husband. Right. Most of the time, you know, uh, as of uh, yesterday, when we we're recording September 18th was our 28th anniversary since we started dating. Beautiful. 28 yeah. years. That's a long time. Um, 28, twice the age she was when we started dating, which was 14. So, so Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, we, um, uh, I lost, oh, she was just like, you are doing a lot. And I was like, I think the thing I struggle with is that, but I could do more, right? Like, I know that I have the capacity to do more 
or I know that I have the time to do more is probably how I should say it. I don't know that I have the capacity. I believe that I have the capacity, um, but that just may not be true. And I think I have to remind myself of that. Like time does not equal capacity, right? It's not the same thing. They're not an even trade, at least not for all of us, I don't think. So they're not an even trade. And the more you try to do when you're burnt out, the actually the less efficient. It's true. Yeah. 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 Um, I think that you and I are very similar. I think that, um, I think that we both see, we both have a hard time valuing and even attempting to relax, right? We have a hard Mm -hmm. time valuing the importance of relaxation and the ability to relax. Like I, um, I've had days where I've worked so hard for several days in a row and then I have a whole day where I actually just can't do anything and I just sit and watch mm-hmm. a bunch of TV and the yep. next day I feel way better because I let right, the right. brain matter rest. <laughs> right, right. I think it depends on if you can um, remind yourself that next day that like that yesterday was necessary, right? Mm-hmm. That I think is what's so hard is to um, – so many times we, f- we forget that taking a break is necessary. Um, and we live in a society where that's not really respected. So like taking a break just feels, is just something to feel guilty about, right? Like, Oh, I could have done so much more with that and I didn't. So, uh, I must just really suck. <laughs> you know, sometimes, sometimes the break itself feels bad and other times after the break feels bad. It's, it's yeah. like a, it's like a toss up, which one's going to feel bad. And if know? you're lucky, if you're lucky, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if I had one piece of advice, there's something that I've been trying to do for years and I just haven't been able to accomplish. Well, there's just two things. The one, the, the big one is I have never been able to sit down and play a solo game. Oh, right. Gosh, that's hard. I think if I had the capacity to do that, it would help me to become a better game designer because I think part Mm -hmm. of what, part of what just gets everything going and gets the gears moving is playing games, playing games, playing games, playing games. And I think if I was able to play games by myself, I think that I could, A, I think there's a lot of joy that could be found there and B, I think there's a lot of like experience that I could bring into my game design there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I would love, I, you know, I buy so many game design books and I haven't, I've never read one and I would love to just take some time to really dedicate to honing that part of the craft, which is mm-hmm. a little more academic, but honestly, like, you know, hearing you talk about going back to grad school, man, grad school was so scary for me, but I loved it. I love mm-hmm. being I love reading. I love learning. You know what I mean? And I think that if I could just get over whatever, you know, hump is in my way and the hump is definitely the piles of unread books all over my house. um, (laughs) I could, I mean, I'm looking to my left and it's just like, oops, there's a pile of books. Oops, all books. (laughs) Boxes of books in this office because I haven't bought new calyxes yet. But yeah, like, you know, I think those are two very good ways that I could, you know, work on my craft that doesn't involve necessarily sitting down and doing game design. It's stuff that could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, like assist with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I, my solution to not being able to read books, even with college, um, 
it, whenever possible, I find audiobooks for my college books. Um, I probably had read over the last 20 years, probably 10 books. Um, and then in October of 2011, 2021, sorry, uh, I got Audible and I have now Godson. read Absolute 125 books since then. Um, and some of these books are like, boy, howdy, like, cause I've read a lot of like history books and stuff that are real history books, which are, mm -hmm. you know, real hard to read. Um, but there's just something really great about it. Like I have, like, I'm scrolling through this list and some of the stuff I'm like, what was the, oh my gosh, I forgot I read this book. That was great. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, Audible's great. Audible is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that has been really, really refreshing to me. That's been one of the best things is the ability to just do that and, um, take a break and like, listen to books. Like I literally listen to books anytime I have free time, you know, like it's crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, the drive between here and Philly, which I've made three times in the last three weeks is four hours. Yeah. Right. I mean, so like that's, Two books. I mean, you can get it through a book in about eight to 12 hours, depending on the book. Some of the books I've read are like 18 hours. I read only nonfiction stuff. So some of it is like, woo, this is a long book. This is a 20 hour book. And uh, uh, sometimes it's boring. I'm listening to the Wheel of Time books. Do you know how long those are? Uh, I bet a long time. I bet a long. Like 36 hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that is a lot. I'm book 11. I'm almost done. I'm almost free of this prison I've put myself in. Yeah, I can't get into fiction books for some reason. I don't know why. So yeah, so I just don't read them. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just, there's something about nonfiction that I like. So yeah. Have you read The Design of Everyday Things? Yes, I have. That is on my list Gosh. of things that I've read. It was really good. It was tough okay. sometimes because yeah, so um, yeah, yeah. So I took like a UI UX class in, in my grad school and we read that book and I was like, this is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Literally, it this is, sure a, this is, is yeah. a book I think game designers should read. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of game design books, I wish that um, Isaac and Jeff would get off their butts and make an audio version of the game designer's handbook, Bible thing, whatever it's called. Um, yeah, Isaac. Isaac has a great reading voice, Isaac. too. Oh, Building Blocks of Tabletop Game Design. I don't know why I don't remember the name. I look at that book all the time. But it would be really great to just be able to listen to that book. So, Isaac, get off your butt and do that. So, Isaac has a great reading voice. Like I, I've never talked to Jeff. Jeff might also have a great reading voice, but Isaac sure does. So, yeah. I always wonder also, sorry, like way tangent, how people get into doing audio. Because I'm like, I got a good voice. I like reading out loud. Especially I like if talking. there was swearing in it. So. <laughs> Somebody pay me to talk. Yeah, I actually have read that it's not that hard to get into. Like, you just basically go out there and look for ones. Did you read it or did you listen to an audio book about it? No, I actually saw an internet thing about it. So, and um, it was showing like, oh, you can go out and you can claim books. And like, do you basically record like a chapter and then they see if they pick you? Um, yeah. Like, I actually get excited when I see certain, um, when I see certain, narrators like so i'm like oh oh this lady read this other book like oh this is good or then like sometimes like one person will read like three books by the same person and then i'm like oh yeah this is this person and then they read another book and i'm like mm. 
now it feels like this other person and I don't like it. Or like, it'll switch. Like, it'll be like a series somebody wrote about like doing something. And then the last book is like narrated by someone different. And I'm like, no, that's not, that's not you. Yeah. It's not you. So. (laughs) All right. Well, folks, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of our year in review chit chatting about all this stuff. Um, I hope it gives you a minute to sit back and think about what you uh, have read, uh, read, <laughs> thinking about books, what you have done over the last year. Maybe some of it is reading. Maybe what you've read. Uh, maybe you've got some favorite books you've read. Maybe you've got some favorite games you've designed. Maybe you've got the favorite, all the things we've talked about. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, speaking of favorite books you read, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave everybody with a uh, with a book to read that is super fast. It's really great on Audible, um, and that book is called The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. Uh, it's oh, an oldie but a goodie. A I uh, I listened to it and then immediately listened to it again, and it's narrated by Jesse L. Martin, um, who was Tom Collins in the in the uh, Rent, um, and it's just amazing. So, anyways, uh, consider that. Uh, yeah. But if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to buildingagamepodcast.com. You can email us to buildingagamepodcast at gmail.com at our website, find our Discord, join our Discord, come to our meetups, have lots of fun. It's super great. But of course, come back every single week, including next week, which is a whole new year. But until then, good night. Good night, everyone. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. Building the game, building the game with Jason and friends, with Jason and friends. The end of the episode, that's when it technically ends.